So the Irishman sitting at a pub, see? He's been in there all day now. It's 10 o'clock at night. And he, he throws up all over himself, all over his shirt. Oh, Jesus, he says. Holy Christ, he says. My wife's going to, oh, she'll kill me. Well, the bartender intercedes. He says, don't be a fool, man. When you go home, tell your wife that the fella next to you threw up all over you. And put a 10 bill in your pocket and tell her that the fella give you the 10 to get your shirt cleaned. <laughs> so home goes the Irishman. The wife greets him at the door. Oh, Jesus, she says, Christ, you're disgusting. Look at you. Oh, Jesus. He says, wait, wait, wait. I didn't do it. The fella next to me threw up all over me. <laughs> and he gave me this time to get me shirt cleaned. Oh, she says, Christ, go to bed, go to bed. So the next day rolls around and his wife's doing the laundry downstairs. And she hollers up, Pat, go back to the pub and get another 10 from that fella. He shit in your pants, too. <laughs> License to Talk is brought to you by Dog Ears Bookstore and Cafe. Stop into the cafe and bookstore to enjoy a welcoming hometown atmosphere, all while supporting the programs that spread creativity and literacy throughout South Buffalo and beyond. And remember, don't get your coffee from Timmy and you can get it from Tommy. Mr. Submarine, 1977 South Park Avenue, home of the best sub in South Buffalo. Charlie's Boatyard, 1111 Furman Boulevard, Buffalo, New York. Catch the Rays. First in Buffalo, 389 Abbott Road, Buffalo, New York. Fireman owned and operated. Get your custom gear from First in Buffalo. All right, Barky, episode 85, we have an Irish rocker on the line. The high holy days are coming. Uh, he is the lead singer of Barley Juice. He's an old friend of ours. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Keith Brewer, how are you? Hey, good, Jim. How are you, man? Yeah, it's been a while. Keith, Keith uh, used to play in the South Buffalo Irish Fresh, and we became good friends. He was a patron over at the Hop Inn, and uh, I walk into a bar the other day, Keith. And I hear Weekend Irish by Barley Juice. And I'm like, wait a minute. That's Barley Juice. It was <laughs> like fate. I And then I hear that you might be coming home. Is this is this true? Yeah, it, it seems to be true. We've had the offer. Um, can you hear me okay? Yeah, oh, yeah we absolutely. can hear you. If you can okay, hear good, us, yeah. good. Um, we've had the offer. And, you know, I actually approached them this year because after COVID, everything was just so has been so crazy with a lot of these festivals and we used to love playing the south buffalo fest and haven't been there in 
believe it or not, six years. Wow, it's been that long, huh? <laughs> I know. I didn't think so either, but but yeah. So so they said they'd consider it, and then they got back to us and said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and where very excited. And how many festivals did you guys do a year, even when you're coming to South Buffalo? <clears throat> well, how how long ago? You mean I mean just in general, like what is you know is. It, is it just a lot of festivals or is it you guys get booked? Uh, yeah. I mean, we really, st- you, you know, we've been together for 23. Well, barley juice has been ex- in existence for 23 years. And in that time we started playing all Irish pubs and then soon dropped that when we realized that the festivals were so much more fun and huge and exposed us to, you know, new people. And so, uh, you know, in our prime, I guess, uh, you know, we were we were playing pretty much every week during the uh, during the the warm seasons. <laughs> wow! <laughs> and then we would take off in the winter and cut a new album or something. You know. Now you've been involved with Barley Juice for a while, but it, it starts a long ago where you were an actor. You were also uh, a voiceover guy. Am I am I catching this right? <laughs> I yeah, I was basically using whatever talents I had to keep myself alive. Um, I start. I, I was always a, a musician. The acting thing was, was a, was a, a quick uh, exploration that came out of when I was in, uh, in the Ravens back in the eighties, uh, R-A-V-Y-N-S back from, uh, mm-hmm. I guess, you know, we, most people know us from our song on fast times at Ridgemont high raised on the radio. But we were playing. We were very popular on the East Coast then, and and uh, a uh, director came into town that was shooting like a like a teen uh, uh, rock movie, and uh, started scouting bands. And they pulled me and wanted me to be in this movie. It was I was so excited, and we got I got up to New York, and we were doing rehearsals and. Um, you know, there were some other people in the movie that, that you know, it went on to become a little bit more successful in acting. But they got me a great um, agent and started sending me out for everything from soaps to to uh, the cop shows. <laughs> and I, I, I got a couple of things, you know, like homicide and uh, different stuff. But, uh, it, it, you know, the music was always, like, more successful. So, so long, long story short, my acting career was pretty pretty quick, considering. But, considering. Keith, I remember when I met you, and then I found out what movie you were in, a cult classic, Serial oh. Mom. <laughs> <laughs> You know what the, the the doing that movie was a lot more uh it took a lot more time than uh than my actual screen time which I think was probably about a minute. <laughs> but getting to you know be be part of that and meeting Kathleen Turner and Ricky Lake and <laughs> and uh Tracy Lords and all those dude that was that was the most fun day I think I had back in the 90s. Yeah, because that's like the carrot then is getting in a movie, you know, like now I feel like you did it the opposite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, And then, you, is, is this true when I found Daniel Steele you narrated yeah. for Daniel Steele novels? Is this true? I did. I did get it. I got into that in the, I think it was the 90s too. And 
And, um, you know, I was reading audio, reading some of her audio books and she doesn't use the same person. She didn't in those days, they said, Oh, she won't use you again. And then I ended up doing like five of them. So I, I was very, you know, excited to do that for the money. And, and we, we had a good giggle about it. I hope if Daniel ever hears this, you appreciate that. But, but, you know, I mean, cause, uh, it, it was romantic reading and had some sex scenes and uh, <laughs> and is she there with it was, you it was, what's that is she there with you like telling you how to oh, read it you mean you mean right now no <laughs> <laughs> no um i never met her um she would of course have to approve the final you know we had a producer every time we'd do this and um she'd have to approve it and and we didn't have too much uh, problem with that um she liked my reads so no i never met her and she just i guess liked my voice and liked what i was bringing to her romantic house oh, yeah and I, st I, st I still do those things i still do uh i've read for um well i've done some james patterson i've done wow. many david baldacci which i still do i do some you know, sandra brown and Nicholas Sparks. There's, there's a lot of actually that part of the voiceover thing is is still going strong because nowadays you can do it from your home studio. Really? You know? Is that yeah. man? That's got to be hard because like the, the, they just send it back and be like, do it again. <laughs> you know? Well, you know, you know I mean, you kind of get used to that when you're in studios all your life and people saying doing it again especially when you've hired them to produce your record and they're telling you what to do and you're like slag <laughs> off man <laughs> you, get, you get used to going ah okay i always okay. wondered how that was like it could somebody be sitting there and just be like read it differently like this you're not interpreting it right yeah i mean you kind of get used to that and sometimes it always gets tedious but um, they don't say steam it up. <laughs> oh, steam it up is one that I haven't got. No? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess I'm steamy enough. <laughs> no, you have a great voice. I mean, obviously, it's uh, it's paying the bills, too. And, the, and uh, then, I, yeah. you know, I kept looking into it. I, we, all our listeners, you've heard this guy before with, uh, I don't know if it is A&E, VH1, you oh those yeah. old countdown shows that's your voice we did uh uh before they were rock stars if yeah. you're old enough to remember that um i did all of those shows i think there were about 40 some of them and uh you know it was always just just had that smarmy uh you know voice saying you know just sort of making fun of the artist hey, look at there's little kid rock <laughs> and i was the guy that had to make fun of madonna when oh. she was eight years old at her party but <laughs> but uh, and it was you know you know i gotta tell you a story guys about that when i was doing that and i was really sort of enjoying it and i'd go into the vh1 studios and we had a producer named suzanne and um she was sort of up and coming i think she'd done a couple of things and we would go outside in those days to smoke cigarettes and we would go outside and have a smoke once in a while and uh i threw her this idea one time i said you know suzanne you know make a great show you know if you get these people on with their original demo 
of these songs that became big hits and or maybe you'd get them to do like acoustic versions of it oh my god and she was like she was like eh, i don't know you know and so then i could kick my ass like you know a year later when vh1 started doing these unplugged concerts and the storytellers and, and stuff the storytellers and stuff that was yeah, dude that was your idea <laughs> yeah oh so god. you know you, you also learn to keep your mouth shut when you're yeah we can't do that that's our problem that's buffalo's <laughs> problem too. yeah you know we we don't have any backing we're just all ideas <laughs> Yeah. I, always, I always say that uh, another problem that we have is I have Irish dementia. I don't forget anything. <laughs> we, 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 we can't keep our mouth shut, us Irishmen, and we, we don't forget anything, you know? Right, right. Okay. Well, I think that's probably a good way to be. Yeah, you're right. I mean, so your idea made me like Springsteen. I was never a Springsteen fan <laughs> until he sat down and told us all the, you know, all the stuff about the songs. So I was like, I know it was a great idea, and I was well because when I was singing jingles back in the '80s, um, we, they used to put <laughs> us in these. Yeah, I sang a bunch of jingles back in the. And Jesus, they would how many hats these, are you wearing over there right now? <laughs> I I I got to clean them out one day. Take the whole room. But we used to we used to go into these. They'd put us in these big studios. You know when there were big studios like the Hit Factory and stuff. And um, you'd hear the demo of say for example uh, True Colors. Remember Cindy Lauper True Colors? Yeah. Well, you'd hear somebody doing the the demo, and. You would think, well, this might be really interesting. People would love to hear this after she had a big hit with it, you know. Um, and you know, you'd hear that stuff coming out of the other room sometimes, you know, and that's what gave me the idea. So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> There's another dream gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, it, it, it's whatever works, you know. It, it yeah it is and in New York when I was in the, the years I was in New York as, as I'm sure Larry told you or anybody else Willie especially if you you interviewed Willie as well yeah you know they tell you it, it, whatever works somebody comes along and says hey you want to be in this band and you're like well, let me think about it for a minute yeah okay you know and then that's what and what comes out of it sometimes is just brilliant you know and and is that how we go from the Ravens to how we're getting into Irish music for Keith Pro well. Yeah, I mean, the Ravens was a rock band. We 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 started as a skinny tie band, you know, with a new wave thing. And then by the time we were we broke up, we were just loud as hell and and just playing, you know. And Debra's really cut my teeth writing uh, songs. And then and then I uh, I saw the end of that coming. I was still living in Baltimore, and I moved to new york city and in those days as everybody was like okay well we'll see you next year when you come back well i didn't come back and i got lucky enough to be to fall in with a couple of people who who knew people and i had this band called company of wolves which was um you know just big fat stones kind of rock bluesy rock and um you know the we got signed we got a big deal and a bunch of money behind us and and then the record company tried to push us into that hair metal thing that was going on with bon jovi and poison and all that stuff and we just didn't fit but um we turned enough heads to keep us going you know so uh, there's always something that gets you to the next step 
you know, whether it's a failure or a huge success, you, you keep meeting people. And now I know you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but those were those are crazy years. And, you know, I mean, that stuff happens in New York. You just everywhere you go, you just meet somebody who offers you another opportunity if you if you're willing to take it. Now you have these other bands, and I want to bring it back a little bit. You were a part of the Baltimore Ravens too. I was part of the Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, the Baltimore Ravens before the Ravens was a football. Right, yeah, before, right. before you're, you're just even coming football, up with all yeah. of it. But like, when yeah, you there get... was a lot of controversy about that when the the football team came out because <laughs> we had, you know, there were a lot of people going like, "Well, you already have a band called the Ravens, and they're they're kind of famous. <laughs> you can't do this." But uh, it happened anyway, and as it turned out, I ended up writing the, what I thought was going to be their theme song. And um, what? Yeah, well, yeah, it was called "I'm a, I'm a I'm a Raven Maniac," and uh, you know we got some airplane, we got some some action out of that for a couple of years. Now, when but you... your original question, Jim, mm -hmm. was how we got to Irish rock, right? And that I will address as quickly as possible <laughs> um, I, I, I'm too old to like be telling a short story anyway um, so what happened was when we were in Company of Wolves uh, the record company sent us to Scotland to cut that first single which was Call of the Wild and uh, and we were fortunate enough to you know and here I am going oh my first video and I'm going they're sending me to Scotland I feel like Duran Duran we're gonna be a, we're gonna do a different song in a different city all over the world well it was a lovely little town called Luss and uh, we actually shot the video if you go on YouTube and you look up Call of the Wild by Company of Wolves you'll see the castle that was used in not only Outlander but the castle that was also used in Monty Python's Holy oh Grail. <laughs> and we shot the entire video outside of that castle. So it was, you know, every time these shows come on, we'd be like, wait, I know where that is. <laughs> Bring out your um, dad. <laughs> but, but anyway, so there was Scottish, there was Scottish all around us. And then I heard the bagpipes and then I came home and I was like, I got to learn how to play the bagpipes. So uh, my wife at the time, um, and I decided to seek that out. And we found uh, a old Scottish shopkeeper who's uh, had a protege who taught us the pipes. And he said, the only consolation or the only, uh, the only thing is that you, you have to join the band. I'm trying to start a pipe band. <laughs> and uh, we're like, okay, well, we're in, you know, bum twit, California or uh, Pennsylvania. And he wants to start a pipe band. I'm like, okay. Uh, yeah. So the next thing we know was kind of a trial by fire. We're, we're spending every holiday getting up at six in the morning and going down in our kilts and freezing our asses off, like to start a parade and play four songs that we've just learned over and over again. Luckily we were moving targets. Oh my the God. But, the um, pipes, I, I mean, pipes are moving targets. If you don't like them, they'll be gone. And right. But how, I mean, <laughs> There's, is there a different? Is there another instrument that makes you emotional like the pipes? I mean, everybody I, always says it when when you hear pipes. They're like, oh, it gets me every time with the pipes. I think it's true. I think you know. I mean, my experience, and I still do it for people. You know, and of course, I do it in barley juice as well. But, but I think you either love them or hate them. You know, and uh, 
I mean, they inspired you, right? Oh, man. I, I was just like, this is such an ancient sound. And I thought, I'm really into Scottish music until I heard Irish music. And then, you know, here in America, one follows the other. And I heard the cleverness and um, the way the Irish made fun of themselves in songs and all the drinking songs. And I was like, man, this is the coolest music in the world. So that was kind of uh, your answer there. That was kind of how it, it led me into this. And I'm and I have very little Irish in my family. Everybody thinks I'm Irish. I'm not. I'm, um, I'm British, which we don't talk about with the Northern Irish. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I, you know, I started bringing other people into the band. There's been a lot of people in the band, and some of them have been Irish and not. But they all have to have a love, pension for that, for that. Right. And, and as I met you, we would we would see new people in the band. Like, hey, what happened to this? Well, we really don't talk about him anymore. Uh, Jimbo, this is, but you're always with that blonde guy. You still with that blonde guy? What's his name? Oh, Swanee. Yeah. yeah. Swanee was my partner for 20 years. We started a band together. He's the one that taught, he was the pro, he was the one that taught me to play the pipes. And, and we started playing um, St. Patrick's Day gigs together, you know, rocking up traditional songs because that's all we thought it was worth you right. know we didn't think that anybody could do this year round until we started seeing these festivals and saying well hey we could do that we could do that and then we started writing the stuff and um is you know, it, in the meantime what is it different writing an irish song than a, than a regular like rock song like is there a different mentality that goes into it yeah you know honestly i think and I don't know whether I can describe this, but I would go into a zone when I would write songs like Dear Richard's Wake and Weekend Irish and stuff like that. I would take a theme and I would go into kind of a zone where I would, I, could, I guess, for lack of better terms, pretend I was Irish. And I had this Irish upbringing and, you know, I'd been to Ireland, luckily, a couple of times. So Kenny knew. And, um, and I would bring that into it and, uh, you know, write these things that sounded authentic to me. Um, and uh, that's all I can tell you is just there. Well, and then just, I guess, just to make sure to put a cap on it, we would throw like a, a traditional jig in something, mm -hmm. you know, or a traditional hornpipe into something, um, you know, just to make it sound a bit like we even did a cover of London Calling. And would throw like um, what was it the one in the middle? Uh, I got too many albums, but we'd throw, <laughs> we'd, we'd throw a hornpipe in the middle of that, you know, and just to make it um, give that touch. appeal to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you also the one thing Barley Juice does great that I like is you'll play a traditional song and then on the one album you go into. Ring of Fire, Johnny Cash, and I, and I I like how you guys bring that in. Like you you keep, it's almost like you're doing. It's like that. Tarantino would bring something in familiar. Yeah, <laughs> like like you know, I'm here for an Irish band. I really don't know Irish music, but I'm at this festival, so it seems like you bring the crowd into it. You know what I'm, I'm trying to say, Keith? Well, yeah, I do, and thank you for that because I think that uh, you know, there's a lot of bands that do this that try to pull 
from their backgrounds and from and pull a cover in never hurts because everybody just goes whoa i we were we played a festival last weekend where this band was doing like irish bluegrass versions of duran duran songs wow and i whoa and then they went into like living on a prayer and like wow this is really crazy but you know but you know the angle was but we have a fiddle up here and a banjo yeah mm -hmm. (laughs) and you know people eat that stuff up so um as far as the johnny cash thing the first time i ever went to ireland went down to temple bar in dublin and and went to that red bar that everybody goes to that's like you know the symbol of temple bar and you go in you want to order your perfect pint and you order the perfect pint and there's a couple guys in on the stage in the other side and they're about to start playing and you got the guys and he pours the perfect pint and you're like man we're living and we turn around and they they like go into a johnny cash medley and i was like wow i didn't expect that yeah it inspires you to to take a tune and throw it into the mix like oh my god these guys used the fiddle and the ring of fire very talented i i love it keith i heard it the other day well thanks man but anyway that's where that inspiration came from you know so just throwing whatever you can in there to just keep people from falling asleep well it seems like you've always used your talents to get by is like there is there like guys that were in your old bands that uh you know kept going in music or are they all like selling insurance (laughs) um actually there's there's two in in particular rob fahey was the other writer in the ravens and he's done a lot of stuff he did some touring with ge smith and some other people he wrote a song on a martin remember martin riley and salt in my tears yeah yeah he wrote on that and he's the king of baltimore and like right now if you go to baltimore and you say rob fahey and good old irish boy he's he's plays everywhere all the time so he's one that i would mention and the other guy was um well both of them actually steve and john conti that were in the company of wolves with me Steve's gone on to play with the New York Dolls. He's now been playing with Michael Monroe, um, mostly overseas because Michael Monroe is huge in Scandinavia. But they've been to Japan. They've been all over the place. And I consider that a very successful career. And his brother, John, the bass player, uh, has played with um, everybody from Billy Joel to... um, well, right now he's in. He's been in Southside Johnny for the last uh, ten years, probably. So I mean, we still talk and we still write together. Um, they're always off somewhere. <laughs> so, like, uh, would you say that, like, when you formed Barley Juice, uh, were there old connections that you used, to, or was this just like, all right, let's go back in some different scene in Pennsylvania? And <laughs> no, you know what? You know what? That's a good question, Mark, because there were not like I. I had moved to the suburbs of Pennsylvania to have children with my wife because I didn't want to have kids in New York City. And um, and so met new artists and didn't really use any of my connections with Barley Juice. And that's why it was very confusing for a lot of the people I played with and a lot of record company people and booking people. They'd be like, well, so what are you, what are you trying to get assigned? And I'd be like, well, I don't know what I'm doing with it. <laughs> you know, I just think this is the next step and I love it. And, you know, even the Conti brothers now, like they listen, you know, it, 
and I say, well, you know, I'm doing this and I'm going to be out this weekend and, and uh, you know, and, and kind of describe the scenario and they're like, uh, you know, and I start talking like they don't know what I'm talking about. And they're like, no, we've heard your albums. Oh, and I'm like, oh, okay. That's because, awesome. you know, you get internet radio and you get things like that, but you don't really, uh, you don't really cross paths except on social media. And was it different before? I mean, it just seems like music is different. And like, just how you're saying, like, oh, you just get to try and get this signed. Like, that's like foreign to us in Buffalo. It's just not, it's not on our radar. You know, like I'm in a band here and it's just not, we wouldn't ever think like, oh, we're just going to go get signed, you know? I think that's, it's, that, it's all up to you. You know, you can be a big fish in a small pond and be very happy with that. And I think I'm somewhere under the radar all over the world <laughs> i mean you're you know, bringing up like... the, the 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 guys though like you know you, you said willie nile and uh you know larry Kerwin. Yeah. like we're we're talking about the same people we're not talking about like because we have these bands that come in sometimes and you know we d did some interviews with them that oh, never made is, it this is hilarious keith we were we were interviewing all these uh like irish bands, irish from bands a festival. Yeah. right so mm -hmm. we're sitting there with them and we finally realized these guys are all Christian rockers in the winter, which was bizarre mm. to us. You yeah. know what I mean? We called them deedly mm -hmm. deers. We're like, you're not in this. Yeah. You know, you're you're just playing the the part. You're gonna make your money and skedaddle. But I mean, oh, you can probably see through that sometimes, right? Yeah, it, you definitely. You know, I mean, I I think it's it's wild the way a lot of American people uh, latched on to this pogue kind of yeah flog and molly type thing and they have their own versions of it um but uh yeah i mean you can tell and hopefully you know that's not too much of a of a of a bad thing for uh for people who come see barley juice and they look up and they go these guys are irish <laughs> you know because uh we just appreciate that music i was like you know and here's where we are now and I, I kind of got lost. I, did no, I answer no, your but, question? <laughs> but you guys are writing original music, playing original music. Well, playing playing original music, and I I do compare it a lot to Dave King from um from uh, Flog and Molly because Dave King was in a metal band before that, and you know I think you know you you find what you love, and you find can you follow what you feel is coming next. Yeah. And when you're when you're right, it's because. You were right to do that. Yeah. Is, was there ever a time that you were like, I'm going to go and sell insurance? Or was it just like, yeah. I have to use my talent? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I would use everything. You know, I use everything all the time. I mean, I have people now that are like, they come out. I'll play a bar, like a local bar with a, you know, a trio, and I'll play drums because that was my first instrument. And my wife, my 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 current wife <laughs> we've been married for five years she comes out sometimes and she gets a kick out of we play in these little bars and somebody comes up and she goes you know they have no idea what you've done in your career and i said yeah yeah don't don't tell them <laughs> and, and speaking of that you bring up willie nile and you, you were telling me last week you played uh some some keyboards with uh willie nile yeah, How, yeah, how'd you well, meet willie Steve Conti, one of the Conti brothers, play, uh, played on Willie's uh, Beautiful Wreck of the World album. And um, that was years ago. And then we did some benefits after 9-11, I think, and whatever. But, I, you know, all those New York guys, if they're around New York as much as Willie is, 
you'll meet them sooner or later if you're playing right. up there. And, um, you know, I was always, I always thought he made great records. He still does. He really and does, does he? He does. He does. And, and, um, about four or five years ago, his guitar player, Jimmy, who was an old friend of mine said, you know, what are you going to come out and see? So can I pull you up? And I'm like, what am I going to do? He goes, just pull you up. They got a grand piano on stage or a city winery or something. I brought a cutting room and I ran up there and, and Willie says, you know, this is Willie. Like, you know, I go up to play one song or sing on one song. And Willie goes, yeah, yeah, my good friend Keith Brewer, he's going to finish the set with us. <laughs> and he says, threw me at the piano. So I, his songs were pretty simple and they're wonderful songs. And I just followed him. And then we went, next thing we knew, we were doing like Ramon's stuff. And so every time I would come out to see him and say, you're going to play keyboards. And I'd, yeah, okay. So uh, it's it's just fun to do that. Yeah, we we talked to Willie about his um his Letterman was it Letterman? Yeah, his Letterman appearance. And we talked about his guitar, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I just got a little bit of money." And he's like, "That's my touring guitar. It's it, you have it. You have an instrument like that, something that you, uh, you really wanted." I, I'm sorry, I, I had trouble hearing that. You something about a guitar? Oh yeah, well Willie, you know, and Willie's uh. Letterman, he he. I, I was yeah. like, oh man, your guitar is really nice. He's like, oh, I, it was the first time I had money and I bought it. Uh, do you have like an instrument like that that you still oh, have around? Oh, do I have it? No, <laughs> <laughs> I have it. Well, I well, I got a lovely set of uh, 1968 Ludwig drums that I've had for many many years. But y you've never seen me play the drums, no, so no. that's sort of something that, that sits at home, you know, unless I go out with this trio. <clears throat> But no, I, I I'm a I'm a left-hander, so it took me a long time to be able to find guitars. When you're a left-hander and you walk into a shop, you sort of have your pick of like the two or three that are in there, and you know you sort of take what you can get. And I tell people now, they're like, "You're a guitar pl guitar player?" I'm like, yeah, "I play as good as Billy Idol." <laughs> 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 you know, we've seen. You've seen him with a guitar on, right? I'll bet you I played the same as he did. But anyway, <laughs> um, and Billy would agree with that as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I don't have any favorite instruments. I got instruments that sound good, and I'm just lucky to have that. And you, you got all these, uh, you know, you're going to these festivals, and it is St. Patrick's Day. Do you got any hangover cures? For for anybody, <laughs> I mean, well, just because you got to get up sometimes and go do it again, and if you stay a little too late, like at the hop in, I mean, you need There's, a little oh, secret. Yeah, the, oh, the hop in is dangerous, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> is it still there? No, we 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 got rid of it. We we lasted nine years, but I got a different place now. Wait till you get here, and I I got okay. something else for you now. All right, I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah, um. Cheers for hangovers. Well, there's two ways to look at that. Um, one is the Irish poet's way, and that's just to stay drunk. <laughs> uh, and we've done that upon occasion for an entire weekend, rather than you know go through the the stupid perils of like waking up and going, oh, I gotta take this, and I gotta drink black coffee, and I gotta. No, you just drink. But anyway, <laughs> and then the other way comes from my friend Steve Conti, who said, who swore to me that cold watermelon will do it. Wow. Really? Hmm. 
So I'll throw that at you because yeah. you've never heard that before, no. and I had never had. And now discovered it back all the young kids will say uh, uh, the banana bag now. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Banana that's, bag? Yeah, yeah, the the IV. They call the company in. Oh, yeah, oh, that's big man. And they juice them up. They call it a banana bag. That's cheating. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like cheating to me. <laughs> it sounds relaxing to me. It's just vitamin <laughs> me up and give me some Burger King. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, you always need some grease. And the the one thing uh Anthony Bourdain always talked about uh smoke a joint and hot spicy food. Hot spicy food. Smoke yeah. a joint and hot spicy food. I'll give you mm. mine. Mine is maple walnut ice cream. <laughs> which is yours is is maple what? Maple walnut ice cream. Oh wow. Okay, well that's kind of that's something cold that would yeah. like bring you around. But hot, spicy food, I think, I think you know, you got to consider, Jim, that we have a van and everybody has to ride in that van yeah. for hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so I'm going to bring it back here. Uh, when you, so now we're saying you're selling barley juice, right? I mean, I'm not saying you're selling it. It's a passion project probably. And it, when did you get signed or who listened to you and said, let's get in the studio? Um. We started doing it ourselves. This has all been um, DIY, really, with barley juice. And, and I was making a, a lot of money back in the 90s um, doing, uh, you know, voiceovers and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I used to take and invest into barley juice like a record company would because we didn't want to sign with anybody. And we didn't really feel like there were many labels that would understand us anyway. So um yeah it's it's all it's all been ourselves and independent and i love i created all the record album covers myself and you know it was it was really freeing after being with big labels and having them push you around and tell you where you're going and what you're doing and what's the first single so um we just you know it was all me and and swanee and i was just i would just call these festivals all over the place and then other festivals would hear us and you know um we've been everywhere We've been all over the country a few times, and we've been over Europe uh, or over in uh, the UK um, three three times. Wow! And that was all just just, from, just DIY you know, in it, networking, baby. Wow! Yeah. So you just got to be nice sometimes. The golden rule: you got to be nice, and just I mean, you got to you know treat others the way you want to be treated, and things will things will go out turn out well, sometimes. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I really I could count on my one hand the festivals I got by calling up and going, "We're freaking good." <laughs> said, stop fooling around. Well, one thing like uh, the South Buffalo Irish Fest, we've heard uh, some rumblings that they're going to bring the rock back. It, we we had a lot of traditional. We were so glad to hear that. You were coming back. There's some rumors that Larry's, Larry Kerwin will be coming back, too. It, yeah. It, it, oh, yeah, yeah. He yeah. said it yesterday on uh, on his Celtic Crush. Yeah, yeah. He he, on it, it, yeah, I, yeah. And uh, it, I'm not putting down traditional Irish music at all because, I mean, for each its own. But what a relief when you get some rock going. I mean, you guys really put out, and you got to see some of Barley Juice's uh, stuff. You got to experience stuff, first of all. But it's so it's such a relief. It's almost like, uh, and I'm not trying to blow you here, or anything, <laughs> but um, it's a positive rock spin to 
traditional Irish music. And and you guys, I'm a I'm a huge fan. I'm not gonna lie. Well, thanks, man. I'm glad you're a huge fan. Um, I, I I agree with you. I think it's just your taste. I mean, you know, with the, with the bigger festivals, there's always another tent that has the traditional Irish bands, and um, they attract a different crowd. So we've never gone there because we couldn't compete with any of them people man any traditional irish people that play classical irish fiddle and you know i've, I've tried to walk into pubs um you know where where oh yeah they're having a kaylee in the corner okay I walk in with my bow and, and go over to the to the corner and start playing the bow and start playing the whistle and they won't even look at me like seriously really they won't even look at me because they don't consider me you know up to snuff there so i stopped trying to even compete with them <laughs> just be, just be nice to them <laughs> what, what is the reaction in europe for uh the the celtic hard rock what, it, how, how is it compared to the states celtic hard rock well i i would i, I would put you guys as celtic rock we'll say then yeah i would say uh Celtic, Celtic um, influenced rock. Anyway, right. I think actually, when you come back, when we come back this year, um, hopefully you'll like what we got because Swanee, my partner of twenty years, um, retired right before COVID. <laughs> of course, not knowing that COVID was coming. So, as Kenny Rogers said, you got to know when to fold. <laughs> <laughs> But he retired, so I re you know that's really been a big thing. And then of course uh, we've gone through. Anyway, I'm, my point is I'm bringing you a whole new band. Oh really? And I've got a, I've got a guitar player, mandolinist that is a killer electric guitar player that Barley Juice has never had before. So same songs, same favorites, but uh, you're gonna hear a much uh, maybe louder, maybe harder version of that stuff. Uh, because we never had an electric guitar player that really was like a virtuoso. Right. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, that's awesome, man. It, 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 now playing festivals. Like, is there? Would you rather play a festival or play a club? Or what's your favorite club? Favorite festival? You know, I used. To, I got into this thing where I had this line where the, the, the interviews liked. They'd say, "What about pubs?" And I'd say, "No, that interferes with my drinking." <laughs> <laughs> But it was really kind of true because you weren't making very much money and a lot of people weren't paying attention to you anyway. And I love playing a pub. It's something I've, I've seen Larry Kerwin, Black 47. My favorite gigs that I've seen them were in pubs. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, you get everybody going crazy. Um, but you, you can't really do a tour of, of pubs because you just, you'll go broke. Um, oh, so yeah. the festivals, festivals are a completely different thing. You know, it's, it's, it's just a different animal. You've got, you're playing in front of half of the crowd that's never seen you before and you got to bring it. Yeah. Uh, it's gotta have, be big, you know? So, yeah, I, I've, I have this idea and like, like I said, you know, we're always <laughs> ideas and no, nothing to back it up, but I think that, uh, that they should bring back the mall tours, you know, going and playing the mall. In the mall. Yeah, yeah. You know, like these places are huge. Nobody's there. No like, there. I don't know. You just, I don't know, condense the whole thing around the stage and never sell a pretzel, sell of this. <laughs> fill these spaces I thought, up. I totally get that, man. I mean, I, I thought it was interesting during COVID when they started doing drive-in 
movie theaters. Yeah. Yeah. I had a couple friends in my uh, the band, my friends in the, uh, the Kicks, K-I-X. Yeah. Uh, did a couple movie theaters. And I thought that was a great idea, man. You know, you're up there. You got this giant area where everybody's looking. Mm-hmm. But he can pull in. I don't know. You know, I, lo- I love that kind of diversion. Yeah, we just need to pull people back to the malls and get them <laughs> not sitting. Pull them house. back. Yeah, you know what? You might be onto something really big there because all those merchants might be like, yeah, wall kicking. Yeah, you know, <laughs> get, do, let's do that. Let's get and Taylor old... Swift to go play. You know, our mall, and you know, we'll <laughs> pay her the. That might K. be a little difficult. No, I'm just. I mean, I'm just saying. You but, know, you think of that Tiffany video, and you're like that. You, you, that's where I'm. You know. Yeah. She's yeah, out you the mall. Plenty and... of people that would be plenty of people that would love to play a mall. Yeah, yeah, that'd be funny. And well, all the old we're... people are dead now, so we're we're good. <laughs> <laughs> so what what's uh, what's your schedule like uh, for the for the the high holy season coming up here? I don't have a big schedule. Really, I'm kind of doing a couple things um, alternatively. I've got a couple gigs this week that are already sold out. So, but that's an easy one. That's St. Patty's week, you know, <laughs> um, but, uh, and we're doing, I, I like this live streaming thing on St. Patty's night. We're real, we're live streaming from the Sellersville, uh, theater. And, um, you can go online. Actually, let me promote myself. You can go online and still buy live stream tickets, or you go to my Facebook page and I'll show you the direct link. And we've got people tuning in from, Everywhere from from San Francisco to uh, Holland to Japan to um, Germany, it's 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 really like I love the live stream thing when you've got the production that can put out a good live stream. Right. You know? Yeah. So anyway, to answer your question, I don't really have a lot. I got a couple of festivals in June, but because of the big upheaval in band members and everything, I didn't go out. And I thought I would take this year just as it rolls, and whoever calls me, I'll accommodate. Yeah. And uh, you know, but uh, it's not a big season yeah. <laughs> for barley juice this year. But like you, you so you DIY all this stuff. That, like so, with all the new technology and layers like that business side, do you think that like now it favors the DIY artist? Like with how you could just put a song up and goes to everybody all at once. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've I've seen my kids do it. My I have three daughters that play. One of them is my drummer right now. Oh wow! Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remy is my drummer. I can't get my her. daughter to pick up an instrument for the life of me. You either do it or they don't. They either do it or they don't. You know, like I've had my, you know, when I was writing these songs and recording these songs, all those background vocals on the first like three or four barley juice albums those are my family screaming in the background oh, and singing cool. it's my gang vocals. my little girls that are not little anymore and they're all like in there going actually if you listen to weekend irish uh the second verse we just, we just heard it on the radio the other day and my wife says who's singing in the background there who's monday tuesday wednesday and a coat and a tie. i said that's scotland that's my 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 twenty eight year old. I said she was about ten then. You know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow, but um, so I got them all in the studio early. So by the time they, you know, got out of high school, they were like, we just want to be musicians, and they, they've done some really wonderful things. Luckily, they're, luckily, I, I really think they're very talented people. 
Wow. So so they're so they're tech savvy. So this this DIY thing is just working seamlessly. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, DIY is hard. You know, you you've got to do all that stuff that the record company used to do. Mm-hmm. So it's hard, but it's also rewarding because you're not paying the record company. Mm-hmm. And all those bands that we grew up with listening to the radio, they didn't make any money for, until their second, maybe third album because the record company was all that promotion that got them into your ears was going back to the record company with sales. So, you know, it's it's, it's up and down. Like You got to work much harder. You got to get in the van. Right. Um, yes. Yeah, but, uh, but I that's the thing. I like, see a lot of young people like, you know, really making it. Like, you know, it's, it's it's nice and they're taking all the money and it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. But like you said, you got to get in the van. You got to go play. You got to be out. You got to get in the van. Mm. The live stream is the only thing that gives me hope for not having to get in the van. <laughs> 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 but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a different scene. I, I'm just very excited when i play live because that's where i came from yeah like us in a band now and like you know we recorded a record we don't know what you know you don't know what to to do but we're like well let's just keep rehearsing and you know be getting Mm -hmm. a good live sound Mm -hmm. and uh you know go out and do your best representation of what you've recorded i guess (laughs) right exactly well keith uh I'm glad you gave us that watermelon thing. There's a lot of South Buffalonians that'll be uh, using the watermelon this weekend. <laughs> Go get that water. Yeah, that. that. <laughs> but uh, we can't wait to have you back in South Buffalo. Uh, yeah, let's do it again. We'll do it live. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll do it live. Maybe we'll we'll we'll, we'll hang out just like before. We'll we'll take care of you when you get here. Um, but like we do for everybody, Keith Brewer, you are now licensed to talk. Thanks, brother. Thank you. Thanks for having us on. Uh, I, 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 can't, I can't wait to see you again. Um, thanks for doing this, Keith. All right, Jimbo. All right, Thank I'll you. be in touch. Thanks, man. Thanks, dude. See ya. Bye. Bye-bye.